Welcome to Gunner Trash episode 265, The Fifth Beetle, The Brian Epstein Story, by Vivek J. Tawari, Andrew C. Robinson, with Kyle Baker. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Hello. Hi. Hi. There's a lot of names. There's more names than we uh, usually uh, say. Yeah, that was what? Uh, Three. Six. Well, in- including us. Including us and Brian, and Brian Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that no. was six. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Vivek T. Vivek T. J. J. Tawari. 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 Yeah. yeah. Neither have I. Mm. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> was, he, was he a... I, I think I looked at the credits, but now I'm misremembering. He, this was his first comic, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yes. But he's a real writer. Uh, he is uh, an award-winning producer of theater, film, and television, with productions including Green Day's American Idiot, The Addams Family, and A Raisin of the Sun, among others. Yeah. Uh, the Fifth Beetle is uh, not only his first comic, his first book. Ooh. And he is currently writing the screenplay for the film adaptation. Well, heck yeah. There you go. So there we go. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So that's uh, what we now collectively know about Vivek <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting name. Yes, it is. I believe he is um, Indian American. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Uh, I believe. Could be wrong. Yeah, we often, often are. are. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of our specialty. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm gonna just go ahead and say right at this moment that I did not buy this book for Vivek J. Tuari. No, you did not. I bought this book solely for Andrew C. Robinson. Yeah? Yeah. You're a huge fan. I I am a big fan, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a, a guy who uh, does not do a ton of comic book work. Right. Uh, but he is pretty fantastic at it. Uh, he did a lot of covers in the mid to late 90s, uh, especially for Starman for a while. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, okay. Uh, after Tony Harris left, uh, he kind of did some covers. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think he even did one or two villains, even. Oh, interiors. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, his interior stuff is, is sporadic at best. Right. But, uh, I always enjoy seeing him. He's got a creator-owned book from Image. That I think has produced a total of four issues uh-huh. in the past twenty years, <laughs> called uh, Dusty Star. I remember Dusty Star. Yeah. Okay. It's like uh, a western, like yeah, sci-fi western yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. Um, and and uh, I mean, if anything, the art in it is gorgeous. Right. But four issues in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep up with the story. Yeah. Um, so, so I was uh, super excited when I found out that he was working on something, and then my dashes hoped a little bit when I found out it was about the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, you're not a huge Beatles fan. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what about yourself? Beatles, as far as Beatles yeah. fans go? Um, okay. Let's say I went through several periods. Uh, I don't need to hear about your <laughs> feminine problems. <laughs> but it, it might explain my emotional outburst. <laughs> I mean, something's got to explain it away, right, ladies? Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, I remember hating the Beatles uh, when I was, you know... In your punk rock phase? In my punk rock. Well, you know, which is weird because also when I was in my punk rock phase, I loved, like, you know, KMFDM and, like, um, you know, Nine Inch Nails and, like, all these industrial and not and metal, like... Loud, like, angry. I, and Prince? I, st- I never disliked Prince. Okay. Well, it's there, weird. There we... There's your, uh... <laughs> disconnect. <laughs> right. So, yeah, but I was like, there was something about maybe hearing about them all the time from everybody... Right, how they were the best band ever. Um, even Grant Morrison would talk about it all the time in right. Invisibles. And I think I, I went through this phase where I couldn't stand them. And then, like, inexplicably, uh, some I think someone put a, a, a song, Happiness is, is a Warm Gun, on a oh. mixtape for me once. And I was like, that's actually really good. And then, so I bought a couple of their CDs used. And then, because, uh, you know, they were cheap. Right. And, uh, and I was like, I'll check them out. And see if it's not just like because you know my mom always liked the beatles sure but I'd, I'd heard like you know old I, people love the old beatles. people love the beatles <laughs> 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 brian epstein was a visionary he knew people were gonna be old <laughs> and he was like i gotta put this together because people are aging like everybody is <laughs> except for brian epstein oh spoiler uh, uh. So I went through that phase, and then I started liking them because I, I I bought Rubber Soul and Revolver, and uh, those were really good. And then and then I kind of just got burnt out. Like I was I I was still like I was like eh. I right. mean like I I like when I hear a Beatles song on the radio or whatever, but I never just crave to hear the Beatles. So right. I figure I'd just sell the CDs and you know just listen to music that I won't hear unless I'm the one putting it in the player. So right. So yeah, I I I. I like the Beatles, but I, I wouldn't say they're one of my favorite bands or anything. Right. They're no ACDC. <laughs> I know you're saying that because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I, ACDC rocks. I love ACDC, and I generally would, you know, generally would rather listen to ACDC than the Beatles <laughs> because I would rather have that sort of crunchy, like, guitar right. thing going on, but... I don't know. Sometimes, like, sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes, uh, big balls doesn't really quite get to the same level as, uh, you know, I don't know, blackbird singing or whatever. Like, it, like, sometimes you're in the mood for one or the other. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. right, right. Uh, because this is not the first time that you have ever, uh, just, uh, Flat out made fun of ACDC in front of me, but in a loving way. I've, okay, because because I have never perceived that it was in a loving way. Oh, you I, do. I, I do like ACDC. I'll, okay, I'll put right. it on record. All right, all right. I've had I've actually owned more ACDC albums over the years than I have Beatles albums, but yeah. I don't think I have any right now. Maybe I do. I own more Beatles than I do ACDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I feel they're both uh, greatest hits bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I actually do own two, uh, Beatles albums. Really? Um, I believe I own, uh, With the Beatles and Rubber Soul. Nice. On vinyl. Wow. And when I say own, 
I mean that I took them from my parents' house because my dad was going to sell his record collection. Ooh, so they're like old copies, too. Yes, yes, nice. they are. They are probably original pressings. Nice. Yeah. Although I have to wonder where they came from because I don't see my dad as a fan of the Beatles. Really? Yeah. Because, like, maybe I could see him liking more of the early stuff. Maybe yeah. before they were like experimental. Right. right. right yeah. Uh, I can see my mom probably. They might be hers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're probably my mom's. Yeah. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. I remember I bought because uh, my mom really liked the Beatles like forever. You know, she probably watched them on Sullivan and all that. Right. And uh. But she mostly likes the I Want to Hold Your Hand era, right. like the early, early stuff. Um, but I remember I bought her the White Album like <laughs> ten, 10 years ago or something on vinyl. Right. And she's like, what is that? And I was like, it's the White Album by the Beatles. I just assumed that, you know, she at least knew what it was, but she'd never heard of it. Right. And uh, we, I listened to it with her once, and she's like, oh. You know, right. like some of it I think she liked, but it, it gets pretty weird right. in spots. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, she didn't really dig that as much, but. Yeah, I really like the White Album and Rubber Soul and Revolver. Those are my three. Uh, you know, I've, you listen to everything that they've put out, and I mean, like some albums are better, and, uh, but there's at least two songs on every album that I like. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like for me, they definitely are just the greatest hits band. Right. I think there's like maybe two or three that weren't greatest hits that I enjoy. Right. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, they're also one of those bands that, uh, I mean, there's not a lot that doesn't get played on the radio by them anymore. That's true. I mean, especially, like, you have radio shows like Breakfast with the Beatles. Right. And yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, but, uh, you know, just for, for throwing on my MP3 player, I've got, you know, a selection of songs by them that yeah. I enjoy. They're, they're mixed right in there with my Metallica and my Misfits and the Ramones. Right. And, uh, it's all good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, there was uh, a song that came out a couple years ago. I can't remember what it was or what it was about or anything like that, but there was a line in it called, and the, the line was, uh, the Beatles are just a band. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is pretty much my philosophy on the Beatles. Yeah. I've heard much worse and I've heard much better. Yeah. Yep. So, so I don't dislike the Beatles at all. I just uh, I don't love the Beatles. Right. And and uh, if you go by the uh, Quentin Tarantino thing of uh, you're either a Beatles person or an Elvis person, uh, I guess I'm definitely more of a Beatles person. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I I I definitely like some Elvis, but yeah, I would sooner park my truck in the Beatles camp than the Elvis camp. You don't know what those Elvis fans <clears throat> are going to do to your truck. Once it's in there. No, no. It'll have two wheels missing when you get back. <laughs> and it'll just be filthy. Filthy. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that you don't want to touch. No. Maybe peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> and bananas all over it. <laughs> and heart pills and who knows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but the art is what drew you to this. To this yeah, point. yeah. Uh, when I found out that Andrew Robinson was uh, doing something, like I was like, that is exciting. And like I said, you know, it just kind of waffled. Did I really want to read, you know, a biographical comic about the guy who managed the Beatles? <laughs> right. You know. So you'd have been stoked if this was called, like, the fifth ACDC member. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have been more readily into it. Right, yeah. It Not, doesn't have the same ring to it. No, though. yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> the the slash between 
The fifth misfit. <laughs> There's like 20 misfits. Yeah, that's true. Well, this was about number five, whoever that was. Johnny Misfit or whatever. <laughs> I'll say Robo. Yeah. Yeah, so I sort of waffled about whether I would ever want to read this or not. But uh, it came down to it is that... Uh, Man, I am really a huge fan of Andrew Robinson, and uh, I want to support that guy. Yeah. So I'll buy his book, no matter what it is. You went for it. I went for it. And this isn't just like, it's not like it's a four-issue, single-issue thing that you tried the first issue of. It's the fucking graphic novel. It is a graphic novel. It is uh, at least 100 pages, if not more. Mm Mm-hmm. With a twenty dollar cover price, twenty twenty dollars. It is a hardback, and it is a big. It's yeah, it's really tall. I like that. Yeah. Um, this is ooh, there's page numbers. Oh, gotta love a comic with page. Yeah, numbers. I do like that. My uh, new comic has a page number count. Uh, oh, I know. You guys should all buy it when it's out. A couple more weeks, it'll be ready. <laughs> That's right. So, hundred thirty-five pages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it was worth buying. Yeah. 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 I I enjoyed this book. It was solid. Yeah, I agree. It it was it was like the Beatles. There's good stuff and there's stuff. good stuff and you know, some stuff I got left. Yeah, and, uh, right. You know, I've read better comics, but uh, I've I've read much much worse. Oh yeah. Um, and and uh, I would say this leans more towards uh, it's not mediocre by any stretch of the imagination. No. It is. Uh, more towards the uh, the top of the line there. Yeah, yeah, the story's good. Um, it's it's a little weird. It's a little weird, yeah, which I didn't expect. Um, right. And it doesn't focus a, nearly as much on the Beatles as I thought it would. Right. Like, like I thought it would be... I mean, you know, the cover says, you know, the fifth Beatle, Brian Epstein's story, but the photo is, you know, him and the Beatles hanging out on the cover. And, uh... It, I mean, it, it is just about Brian Epstein, and the Beatles are probably in maybe a third of the book, maybe, something like that. Yeah. I mean, the entire book revolves around the Beatles, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, they're they're not really in it. They aren't characters in they're, it so they're much. Kinda like, they're kind of like... Set dressing, almost. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Or, or just, uh, you know, um, sidekick character, like, you know, second-tier characters. Right. Which is fun. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, really, in all honesty, if you want to know about the Beatles... <laughs> right. Um, There's all kinds of stuff. I think you might be able to find something. Yeah. 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 If you Google hard enough, <laughs> one of them will pop up. <laughs> uh, there was... Uh, uh, comedian Paul F. Tompkins uh, posted a, a photograph of uh, the newest issue of the Rolling Stones, which has the Beatles on it. And there's like the uh, label, How the Beatles Took America. And his response is like, Yes, because the world has been dying to know about this often forgotten uh, thing that happened. It's true. Yeah, that, and that is a testament to the quality of, 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 the, of the writing in here is that it does make interesting um, something that could have been very yawntastic. Right, yeah. You know? Cause, cause, yeah, cause we know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't, honestly, I didn't, like, if you would have said, you know, two weeks ago, hey, who is Brian Epstein? I'd be like, uh, musician? Right. Like, I, like, I couldn't even told you that he was Beatle related. Right. Um, and I've even seen, like, I mentioned, uh, uh, the laser disc of Backbeat. So I should know this. <laughs> 
but I was like 12 or 13 or whatever. So. Right. Um, yeah, uh, for me, I think the name, I mean, before I had heard of this book, the, the name Brian Epstein to me was just one of those vague sort of names. Yeah, it's like Phil Spector and, right, and all yeah. those guys. You know. like, like, right, I wouldn't have known who Phil Spector was before he murdered a person. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't know about Brian Epstein until a uh, comic was right. made about him. Right, I mean, that's how we get together. You found out I murdered a guy, and you're like, I might start hanging out with that guy after all. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it was very, it was a very good, like, biopic of, of Brian Epstein. Yeah. Like, I would watch this movie. I would as well. Well, it's apparently getting made. Yeah. And apparently they've secured rights to Beatles songs to be used in it. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, I guess is, uh, a pretty rare thing. Yeah. Because, uh, all the, uh, surviving members and the estates of the other members have to agree. Really? To allow the music to be used. Wow, so yeah. they're behind this. Yeah. Yeah, there is a quote on the back that says, uh, you know, Paul McCartney says, if there was a fifth Beatle, it was Brian Epstein. Right. So, so yeah, I guess the, I would imagine this is pretty much on the level then. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the, the quote is actually from an interview that he gave years before this book came out. Right. But, okay. uh, but I mean, if he's, if he's, if they're okay with that movie being made, they're, they've probably at least been told what it's about. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, uh, cause I did a little bit of research after reading the book and I guess, uh, you know, not a ton was actually known about Brian Epstein, you know, up until like, like fairly recently. Okay. Uh, like he was just always sort of the Beatles manager and nobody gave a crap. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. For those that don't know, he was their manager. Right. He kind of got him out of playing a little club and kind of got him in the limelight. Right. And in this book, you know, sort of take some liberties i think you know uh with with the the story but you know for the most part it's all there right you know but yeah he just sort of like i guess the book presents it as uh like he really didn't know who the beatles were before he saw them but like i, I guess like their records actually kind of sold pretty well in the store that he owned yeah yeah, yeah uh, so and... like he knew who the beatles were right like but you know he had just never seen them before yeah uh which so, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he, basically he uh, goes to to see the Beatles play and just immediately becomes enamored with them and decides that he's going to be their manager. That's pretty awesome. And basically turns them from just a smarmy bar band into world-changing superstars. <laughs> Man, where was he when High Society was playing in the like, house shows and like... The oh. basement of billiard halls. He saw you. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. He ripped up his ticket stub and <laughs> went and blew a guy in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Just to get the bad taste of listening to your music out of his mouth. <laughs> Which is weird because, you know, our music would leave a bad taste in his ears, but whatever. <laughs> maybe, maybe our bad taste seeps from all or into all orifices. <laughs> So that explains it. Yeah. Which, there should be a sequel to this that says, like, the Brian Epstein story part two, where he time travels to the 1995 and watches High Society play at Circle Billiard's basement. That's your next comic. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, your next maybe, comic. maybe it would be. You'll color the cover for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we should talk about color. Okay. 
the color, I mean, like, the artwork is incredible in this book. Right. He's great. But I think the color really, like, sets it off. Oh, yeah. The color is amazing in this book. Yes, it is. I believe he colored it himself. I think he's uh, yeah. one of those guys. I didn't see another name. Uh, yeah, just art by Andrew Robinson and uh, yeah, a separate credit for a letter. Right. That's it. It's incredible. I mean, like I'm usually not a huge fan of a painted look in right. comics, but it just works so well with his kind of cartoony style. Like I think, yeah, the cartooniness uh, helps because uh, I like the I, I like the juxtaposition of like really painterly work with you know cartoony line art. Yeah, that looks a lot better than yeah. you know, like you know Alex Ross. Yeah, and it's weird. He he's like the one that kind of. Uh, breaks that theory for me because I, I really do love his even his interiors, but right. 99% of the time, I'm not a fan of realistic painted artwork right. inside of a comic. What do you think about someone like uh, like Bill Sinkovich or John J. Muth? Oh, where it's kind of, yeah. Like, really messy and, and very not realistic. Right. Yeah. Like, like what, what are your I, thoughts I, on that? Sinkovich, I, I can read a little easier because, like, even John J. Muth, it's weird, but. I mean, you can tell like everything is like in proportion, and right. you know he, he's got a really good sense of anatomy, and he knows how to draw people. So, I like the mystery play. Like I remember reading right. that, um, which is great. But yeah, I'd, I would much prefer, you know, anything really, really cartoony and simple. Like, okay. like I would rather see the mystery play drawn by the guy who draws Mother Goose and Grimm. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, like to me that would be much better. Mike Peters. Yeah, Mike right. Peters. <laughs> Um, I love Mike Peters. Dayton native. Yeah. <laughs> Hometown hero. You know, he is, uh, honestly, uh, one of the people that inspired me early on to be an artist. Really? Because when I was in, like, third grade or something, they we had a field trip. They took us to see the Dayton Philharmonic Orchestra do uh, Peter and the Wolf. Uh-huh. And he was on stage um, with the uh, the band, the orchestra. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and he had like one of those overhead projectors and whenever a character would enter like when their song would be played he would draw them and he just kept drawing these like super fast sketches and i was like wow that's so cool and i remember i can remember that vividly and i was probably like you know seven years old that's awesome um but yeah. you never lived up to the dream of being able to draw for the uh, dayton film <laughs> no <Lager>. no <laughs> <laughs> i did not I did do a Motel Beds album cover, <laughs> and uh, they had their release party last night. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, it it sounds expensive, but when you think about it, it's it wasn't like they sh- they played a live show, and it was eighteen dollars to get in the door. Alrighty, but the f- but but uh, everybody got one of the albums, so you get an album and a live show. And there was yeah. like two other bands too. So uh, maybe uh, yeah. What if, I, what if I was there for one of the opening bands and didn't want their Ooh, stupid yeah. album? <laughs> right, that they. Somehow managed to uh, uh, get a hundred different people to draw covers for and not pay them. Uh, they paid them. Oh, yeah, they you paid. Get paid? Uh, well, they paid We Care Arts. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. They paid them. Like, I don't know how much they paid them. Probably well, you not. didn't get paid. No, no. Right. All so the, they fucked you. <laughs> all the teachers and uh, volunteers did them for free, but uh-huh. but the uh, clients that We Care got paid. Okay. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Probably not much. Right. Probably like a couple bucks or something, but but, but I mean, that's still a thousand dollars. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of exploiting artists. 
Oh. You shouldn't be either, you fucking jobless hippie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've got a job. <laughs> I'm a cartoonist, man. <laughs> I'm like Chester Brown. <laughs> Except for with all the popularity and hobanging. Right. <laughs> If you could trade everything for just one of those two. Hobangin. Right. If I could afford Hobangin, I could not be popular and be happy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fifth wheel. So, yeah, what do you think? You you don't seem to mind uh, mine painted, like, No, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, you're not a fan of Alex Ross, though. Yeah, uh, I don't like the the super realistic stuff. Right, uh, it just kind of slows the story down. A it bit. does, and they get distracted, and you know, by like, well, I wonder who the model was that did that. Right. Especially like, yeah. you know, you see behind the scenes stuff, and like, I mean, the people who model for Alex Ross look exactly like he paints them. Right, and so it's just like like the man has like all the skill in the world. But like none of the style, right? The yeah. imagination. Right. I think what where Alex Ross is like talent, creative talent comes into play. I think is his choices of of color and and light because everything always looks awesome as far as light source and color. Yeah. And I know I know he's like got lights there pointing them at the actors, but but I mean like color choices and everything. It always it always just clicks and looks really good to me. Yeah, I don't know. Just it's. A, just so lifeless to me whenever I see it. I can totally, I can totally see that. Like yeah. I'm surprised that I like him at all, and then whenever I like him as much as I do, it surprises me even more. Right. Like it does not seem like something I would like, but maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I've just seen his artwork for so long that right. I'm kind of nostalgic about it. I've seen it as long as you have. So yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I will admit, like I've seen like uh, pencil sketches that I know that he did not do with any kind of reference, right? And, and they look good. Mm-hmm. Like like he's definitely has something. Does it have a different style to it at all? Uh, it's like a similar style, yeah. but like just you know like a little bit more of a looseness to yeah, it see, and a free flow. That would probably be better. Yeah, like you know, yeah. I just uh, but what he actually produces is is not not something I enjoy. Right. Uh, but I do like painted artwork. Uh, you know, I, I do especially like, you know, like, like your more abstract guys, like, uh, Dave McKean or Bill Sinkovinger, oh, yeah. mostly because it's just sort of a jealousy. Like, you know, how the hell do they do that? Sam and, Keith and those are guys. still able to, like, you know, produce something that you can tell what the hell is going All on. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, totally straddles that line of crazy, unwieldy, but yet, right. yet narrative, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like some painted covers if they're stylish enough. Yeah, the covers always are better yeah. than interiors as far as... Like, I would rather see an Alex Ross painted cover and then, like, a cartoonier right. inside, which that happens a lot, actually. Sure, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I uh, enjoyed... Uh, I think this is kind of, like, for me, like an in-between, like, that realistic painted style and then cartoony... But like we've talked about, it's because he he keeps the line art, you know, visible. Right. You know, it's not overtly rendered. It's and and you can always tell like which, you know, beetle he's rendering. Oh yeah. And, like and it's great that way because it's still super cartoony, but it's you know it's based enough on realism that 
you can right. you can tell who's who. And like, and like that's the thing. Like like I was looking through it and like uh, as I was just flipping through it moments ago, you know, I saw like a panel of of Paul show up, and it's just like you know, it looks like exactly what we think of as Paul McCartney, yeah. but like you know, it's not dead on to his likeness that like you know it just kills the drawing or right. anything like that. Yeah. It is. You know, it's clearly his style is totally consistent with everything else in the book. Right, yeah. And it's, like, I'm in awe yeah. of someone who can do that. It's impressive. Because, I mean, you know, like, there's all sorts of comic, like, licensed comics, you know, where, like, you know, the artist has to draw the characters like, exactly like right. the actors, and it just sort of... Or all those Blue Water comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not even considering those comics. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're more <laughs> tragedies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, like like uh, like the X Files or Angel oh yeah, or, or Star Wars or whatever. right, yeah. Right. And it's just like you know, the art is always just a slave to making sure the actors all look like the actor, right? right. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's always something that like I've, I've. It's one reason why I've always sort of shied away from licensed books, yeah, especially like those. I, you know. I can remember specifically one time I saw a Star Wars comic and there was like a. A panel with a close-up of Han Solo, and I was like, I have that trading card at my house. Right, Like, yeah. I totally recognize that image. I was like, that's just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, and I remember once, like, uh, Michael Avon Oming, uh, who uh, I enjoy his work. You oh, know, yeah. uh, the guy who does Powers. Uh, I guess he they asked him to do a cover for an Angel comic, but, like, he drew it, and it looks like a Michael Avon Oming drawing, but, you know... But like a Michael Avon Oming drawing, <laughs> right. which means that uh, you know David Boreanaz didn't look like you know yeah, David yeah. Boreanaz in it, and they got pissed at him, and they told him that they weren't going to use the cover. Yeah, and it was just like, but like the character that he drew, like had the feel of being Angel, and then like you know the tone of the character and the the setting and everything, it just didn't look exactly right. like him. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's disappointing because I, I loved his cover better than whatever they did choose that's even like uh when you know we've joked about this a couple times the uh, uh the times when jack kirby drew superman right like like i mean that's to me that's the ultimate uh where they're like okay jack kirby uh <laughs> we don't like the way you drew this you know it's like wait a minute what <laughs> it's jack fucking kirby drawing a comic and you're telling him that he's drawing it wrong right i think i think maybe you're wrong yeah 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 um. <laughs> so they changed the faces of the super. Yeah, right. Kept the bodies. So yeah, I, yeah. I guess I mean, especially with licensed products. I mean, because they're trying to appeal to people who maybe aren't necessarily comic fans. They right. want they want you to say, "Hey, look, that's Sarah Michelle Geller," and you want they want you to buy it. Right. But uh, but yeah, he Andrew Robinson does a great job of straddling that problem and oh yeah, making it work. Yeah, and like I said, he's not a slave to likenesses and. I think it also helps that, you know, we've, like, the Beatles are so familiar I with I have us. seen them before. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, you know, like, and then we've all seen, you know, caricatures of them and, oh, yeah. like, you know, Yellow Submarine and, you know, all that kind of stuff that, like, you know, you could probably just cut it down to the basic shapes and we all know who <laughs> right. they are. You know? Yeah, like, I even probably 
could tell you who everybody is in the Kyle Baker portion. Oh yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he does like this, like what six page story or something. It's like a dream sequence or yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah. It was like bizarre. It was like when they toured in India the Philippines. or Philippines. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and it kind of reminds me of, of like a Beatles TV show or cartoon where right. it just changes like drastically the look of it in the middle of it. Um, but that, that was weird. Uh huh. Um, and 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 it wasn't some of my favorite Kyle Baker art. It yeah. looked it looked like he drew it on a napkin, <laughs> like with a sharpie. I feel really bad for thinking this, but I have really fallen off the Kyle Baker wagon. Yeah, uh, I I used to love Kyle Baker, mm-hmm. and something in like the last ten years, like he's just drastically changed his style. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, if it's if it's what he wants to do, you know, I mean, I certainly can't you know bitch him out about that because you know, I mean, yeah, you, you gotta do you what gotta you experiments feel. and yeah. then you know, and then grow and whatever. But I am not a fan. No, yeah, the last thing I remember thinking looked awesome by him was Plastic Man. Yeah, like, and even that was a drastic change. From, yeah, you know, some of his other stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was probably the last thing of his that I, I truly, really enjoyed. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he started adding a lot of uh, like 3D rendered, you know, backgrounds and and things, and it just looked off with his like cartoony line art. Yeah, or he would just add like weird filters to like his coloring. I think that was the thing that bothered me the most. Yeah, yeah like like I saw some of his Deadpool stuff was exactly like that, where he would just sort of reuse photos and right. filter the crap out of them, and that's it's not why I'm a fan of his. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you said, if he's having fun experimenting, maybe right. If he's getting paid for it, right. But, but still, but yeah. even like his his pages in this are, are not what I would uh they're not up to par yeah. yeah like and it's weird like like I I think it really works as far as if they're trying to jar you with you know the the ch- the drastic style change right but but I I think if he would have done it with his you know I don't know like even the plastic man style I think that would have been better yeah you know? I I mean cuz Honestly, because like I knew Kyle Baker did uh, some pages in this, and I'm reading it, and it's eh, like a uh, over three fourths yeah. into the book yeah, before that gets to that. Like you know, there were a couple of times where like I would see a page and I'd be like, oh, I think maybe Kyle Baker drew this yeah. part, <laughs> right? But like it was just Andrew Robinson just being a little extra cartoon. Yeah, exactly. So basically, Andrew Robinson is doing a better job of Kyle Baker. <laughs> I know. I thought that too. Like I didn't. I didn't know. Um, what the story was like if there was a, s- a separate sequence by Kyle Baker, but right. I started wondering halfway through the book. It's like maybe I already saw his pages. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's mimicking this guy's style because you know they had a deadline or something. But right, yeah, I thought that a couple times too. Right, you know, like oh maybe I passed it. I yeah. just didn't realize it. But no, it's it's pretty obvious once yeah. you see it. Yep, it'd, it'd be like if you're reading Spawn and all of a sudden Charles Schultz <laughs> drew a couple pages. <laughs> you know, it's like a drastic difference. Oh yeah. And yeah, sadly, not not the best Kyle Baker I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah I, I, he's still a name where like if someone said, "Hey, you know, check out this drawing Kyle Baker did of Batman or something," I'd be like, "Yeah, right." But but yeah, I mean, his style's changed enough that I'm a little more cautious if I go like, especially if I was buying something, oh, yeah. putting out my money. Yeah, I would uh, unfortunately have to say I would probably not automatically buy anything that he did. 
without yeah. without checking it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, like uh, he drew a couple years ago. It was uh, Special Forces. I think was the comic. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. It, and it's a really good comic, but you know, I didn't love the art in it. Right. But like, it's very well written and executed. It just uh, he he did all of it. He, he did all of it. Yeah. But yeah, it was just yeah. 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 But uh but yeah, overall though, really informative and a fucking beautiful book. Yeah, kind of you know, sad in places yeah. and, and very moving and uh yeah, very interesting. Uh, the guy Brian Epstein lived uh you know, a very interesting life. Yeah, cuz uh he was homosexual in a time and place where you could actually be arrested for that. Right. Which is fucking crazy. It isn't it? Yeah. Like like I mean like I I mean we we've grown up in an age where, you know, like it's not like especially when we were younger, you know, not very tolerated. Right. But like, you know, I don't think there's ever been a time we've been alive where people could be thrown in jail yeah. for being gay. Yeah. And that is mind boggling to me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, apparently in England it was a it was a thing. Right. Yeah, well, was it just England? Or well, yeah, because or? yeah, because uh, that was what surprised me. I was like, "What?" And then whenever this, you know, the scene where he came to America, he mentioned to Diz the like the uh, the hustlers gigolo, yeah, yeah, that uh, that it was illegal back where he came from to okay. even be yeah. open about it. And I was like, "What?" I remember that now. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. Well, what did you think of some of the characters like Diz and um, <clears throat> like? Is there any any character that you're put off by a little bit? Um, there was one for me. Was it Ed Sullivan and his puppet? <laughs> I loved Ed Sullivan and his puppet. And I was hoping, like, for a second, I was like, is that Topo Gigio? But it wasn't. No. It was just, like, a ventriloquist dummy that Ed Sullivan apparently talked through. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clearly, I did not like Ringo Starr. <laughs> that's the one I was... That's the one I didn't like. Him. No, um, the scene where Epstein meets Elvis's manager... Oh, the Colonel Tom Parker. Like that was, it was so over the top. And yeah, it, and it could have been just reeled in just a little bit, and that would have worked. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Like I think the thing that bothered me the most was the pointy devil horns on his chair and his pointy teeth. Yeah. Other than that, like if they would have took those two things away, I would have just been like, man, that guy seems like a jerk. But they were really just like they might as well had a, an arrow that said, "This guy is the fucking devil." Right. Yeah. Over his head. It. Yeah. It. uh yeah, needed some subtlety. Yeah. Uh, like, again, you know, it's one of those things where, like with the Beatles, we, we kind of know the story for the most part. Like, like even parts, you know, little parts. Right. Uh, I think most of anyone who, who is a fan of music and Elvis, maybe, or is just aware, knows that Colonel Parker was probably not the best human being in the world. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like. Yeah, could have could have reeled it back. Right. A little. Yeah, I, yeah. That was that was one of the few parts of the actual story, like the writing, where I thought, unless unless that was just an artistic choice, but I feel like it was uh, painted pretty heavy writing wise. Oh yeah, 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 I think so too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was not a fan of of that particular part. Uh, yeah, there's a couple parts where it was just like, oh, this is just weird. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, never. Never to the point where I was just sort of like, hey, stop. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's it's very well done because it could have very easily turned into one of those things where like it was like feel bad for the Beatles or right, something. Yeah. But it, it wasn't. It was 
It was yeah, it was informative and interesting and really really pretty. Yeah. It, you know, it touches on you know a lot of the the major events that, that occurred you know in the the Beatles history and uh, you know and just sort of the the background behind it and uh, you know explains that you know Brian Epstein. I mean, this was the first band he ever managed, and That's so right. he kind of made some bad deals here and there, which right. is why, you know, Paul McCartney still has to pay royalties to play, you know, his own music. Right. You know? right. Uh, oh, does he really? Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, because uh, they don't have the uh, the rights to their own uh, music. Uh, luckily, he could probably afford it. Though. He could probably yeah. afford it, yeah. Um. But you know, yeah, it was uh, you know just sort of a sad story of of a man who uh, just seemed to be continuously grasping at something that even he couldn't really fully understand what he wanted. Right. You know, and, and uh, I, I guess like it's almost inspiring. Yeah, because it it does sort of have this theme of uh, like like they mention over and over again love and like right. how Brian Epstein helped. The Beatles spread love all over the world, and, and you know, and like that is something about their songs that is pretty awesome. Is like generally they're pretty upbeat. I mean, some right. of them, there's some sad songs, <clears throat> but uh, it they are very like I'm sure they've added a lot of joy to people's lives. Really? Oh, yeah. uh, well, they clearly have. I mean, people fucking love the Beatles. They go nuts over that shit. Yeah. The kids are still hula hooping down at the <laughs> the barn, but and yeah, and he helped make that something that wasn't just. You know, a uh, flash in the pan, and right. like he marketed it, and, and, uh, and you know, and that and that kind of makes me wonder. I've I've often thought about this because I I've known so many awesome bands over the years, um, from at least from Dayton area right. that maybe recorded, maybe they didn't, and like I'm I can remember some shows I've seen that stop talking about high society. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was in the basement of this. Uh, pool hall ones no but i mean i've heard so many awesome bands that i know have no document because they've broken up before they get to record right and that just makes me wonder you know how much awesome awesome stuff has never been you know documented other than the people that were just right there at the right time and right brian epstein maybe saved the beatles <clears throat> the fucking beatles from being one of those bands yeah that's pretty pretty awesome i would say he did yeah because i mean you know uh I mean, you know, they, they didn't were, have a record deal. They didn't have a record deal. They were mostly just playing covers of, of like blues songs, and, and uh, right. You know, I mean, yeah, they were just sort of uh, like they were popular in, in Liverpool and in you know Germany, but uh, you know they weren't. They were no high society. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, like I don't know, like that. I would think so much about the uh, the whole, you know. How much great stuff out is out there that like nobody will ever hear or see, you know, again, right. you know, because I mean that that's a little too much to you know uh, process, I think, right? Because because I mean, I mean, just among the circle of friends that we know, there's like, some and, and really talented people. There are some really talented people, and most likely none of us will ever become famous, right? And uh, but you know, like like what if? There was a guy like Brian Epstein who just happened to stumble upon it and say, "I know exactly yeah. what I need to do to get this oh, out." To that's what we need, we need a Brian Epstein. We need a Brian Epstein. We need a Brian Epstein for gutter trash. <laughs> yeah, for gutter trash. That's that's the thing that we both do really well. <laughs> yep, that's it. 
<laughs> There'll be little dolls of us, and <laughs> girls will be screaming their heads off. Podcast all over me. <laughs> I want your podcast inside me. <laughs> That's what we need. Yep. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and you'll be allowed to keep your girlfriend. Right. You just won't be allowed to let it be known yeah, that you have a girlfriend. Y- yeah. Podcaster, gutter trashers don't have wives. Yet. Right. <laughs> we want to sell those Eric and Jason doll- bobbleheads. <laughs> I think, you know, uh, right around uh, episode 300, we should be reaching our, uh, you know, our Sergeant Peppers of podcasting. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, there's there's an album because they talk about that album a lot in there. That's an album I honestly don't know if I've ever heard yeah. the the album. Like right. I know I've heard you know the song, but um, that's one I need to check out because you know they obviously mention it as being like probably their most creative drug induced right. explosion of nutsness. Right. Um, <laughs> I should check that one out. Yeah. Did that bother you at all? Whenever there were scenes of people singing. In the book? <laughs> no. Actually, a little bit. I mean, because like, they would have the lyrics flowing around. Right. Uh, it only bothers me because I couldn't immediately get the tune in my head. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, they weren't using the uh, you know the most famous songs right. or anything that I actually knew the lyrics from. Right. So, honestly, it always bothers me in any comic when there's, uh, when there's someone singing. Right. Yeah. It is, it is weird. It's hard to convey that. Yeah. Like, uh, I, know, I know you didn't like it, but I think the book that... To me, most worked as far as like putting a, a band playing live on a static page was that Garage Band. Okay. Or gra- Garage Band is what it was called. Uh, garage Band. By, yeah. by GP. Yep. Um, I really thought that conveyed it well, but it is hard. I mean, it's hard to do something like that yeah. on a printed page. Um, but yeah, good book. Yeah. Glad you picked it. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I bought it. Uh, again, you know, I. 90% bought it for the art. Yeah. And, uh, you know, came away with uh, enjoying the story, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I came away with any kind of more appreciation for the Beatles or not, but, right. uh, you know. Definitely for Epstein, though. Definitely for Epstein, yeah. And, and I'm sure, you know, there's other people out there like him, too, you know, who, uh, unsung heroes. Unsung heroes, people who, who just, you know, saw or had a vision. Of a thing, and then you know, just kept trying to make it happen, but was never satisfied with how it was happening, despite all evidence to the contrary that uh, everything that he wanted was right there, and never got the credit they deserved. Right, yeah. like Stanley, like Stanley. <laughs> oh gosh, I am currently uh, listening to the uh, audiobook version of Marvel: The Untold Story. Oh, okay, uh, while I'm at work, and it is uh, like a Blow by blow accounts of everything that you know Marvel was like in the early days. Like, I think it goes up to the eighties even. Oh wow! Uh, and so, like right now, I am in the middle of of uh, like like the sixties are ending and the seventies are beginning. And so, and Kirby has left, oh. and and so like so basically Friday, like I listened to like four hours of this thing, <laughs> and it was just basically all about how Stanley was just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Four hours of that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and this is how Stanley fucked Steve Ditko. This is how Stanley <laughs> fucked Jack Kirby. This is how Stanley fucked Wally Wood. <laughs> no Jim Stranko? Uh, 
They talked about Sterenko, but never how much he fucked him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's too bad. Yeah. Hmm. Stanley. Stanley. There, there could be a whole another book. Based oh on yeah. Based yeah. On that. I mean, there is. You're yeah. listening to it. I know. Yeah. But I would, I would love to see a graphic novel about that. Yeah. yeah. But not drawn totally realistically. Right. Like have it Michael Avon and draw it. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Fifth Beetle recommended. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Would you? I'd like to take a break. Yes. Alright. Let's break. Twinkle, twinkle, Ringo Star, George and John and Paul. I could be more famous than Redwoods are tall. The Beatles came down in their spaceship, and the whole world went apeshit. Just be like the Beatles and let it be be like the Beatles let it be twinkle twinkle Ringo star George and John and Paul I could be more famous -er than atoms are small the Beatles came down in their spaceship and the whole world got wasted. Just be like the Beatles and let it be. Be like the Beatles, let it be. Hey, here we are. <laughs> here we are, yeah. Again, on our own. <laughs> <laughs> like, like big boys. Yeah. Like big boys. <laughs> How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm still, I've got this like tiny little touch of my respiratory infection still lingering, but it's weird. Yeah. It won't go away all the way. Hmm. It sucks, but I feel fine. No, that's good. I just like every once in a while, if I, if I laugh or take a drink or something, I start coughing. Right. Well, it's a good thing we're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one laughs or drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh maybe just getting old. Yeah, it could be. be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, could could be the uh the uh the uh I don't know. I, I do I do live in a basement. That's it's true. It's kinda cold this time of year. Cold so and damp. Maybe, yeah. maybe that might prevent me from ever healing completely. Could be. Yeah. Uh, how about you? You doing alright? I'm doing fine. You yeah. seem alright? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah. yeah. I um uh, 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 people uh, close to me are about to undergo a uh, drastic life change, mm -hmm. and then that that is affecting me in some way, and uh, it is uh, it is weird and and uh, scary. Yeah, yeah. But you're coping. I'm I'm coping. Yeah, by drinking. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's uh the doctor recommended number one coping mechanism drinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good yeah no my uh my mom who uh owns the beauty salon uh, right next to my apartments uh is uh going into semi-retirement uh and uh uh she uh, basically my my father doesn't want to 
pay to have a, a store anymore. Right. Like, like, like they've owned this business for like 37 years. Uh, and then so, incredible. You know, yeah. And so he is, uh, you know, tired of paying the taxes on it and doing the paperwork and whatever. So, uh, she, he wants her to close the, the, the salon. And, uh, but she doesn't want to give up working because uh, she enjoys working and she enjoys being on the go and, uh, being around people. And- being around people. And I am pretty sure that, uh, should, uh, my parents both be retired, uh, my dad would be dead. <laughs> uh, cancer won't get him. My mom will. Right. Uh, so she got a job. Sweet. At Mavericks? Uh, <laughs> she is taking your place. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that uh, if she had to deal with magic people, even she would start hating uh-huh. people. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, she's going to work at a uh, retirement community uh, in the, uh, as a hairdresser there. That's cool. And she sets her own hours and, and sets her own prices, and she gets to do whatever she wants. You know, that might actually she might actually like that better. Yeah, you know? she might. Yeah. A little a little less responsibility, but she still gets to do what she likes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, like, three weeks ago, she was going to go around and drop off resumes, uh, to, like, a whole bunch of different nursing homes or hospitals or whatever, and, uh, so the first one she went to, she dropped off a resume, got an interview on the spot. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, last Thursday, they called her in for a second interview, uh, where they apparently offered her the job. I found about this because uh, yesterday morning, uh, 10 a.m. or so, and uh, I was awake, but I was still in bed, uh, right. deciding whether I wanted to, uh, you know, move at all <laughs> right. that day. It takes a while sometimes. Uh, yeah, and uh, I got a text uh, that says, "How would you like to make a hundred dollars? Come see me if you're interested." Uh, and you get this, mom. you get this all the time, but not from your mom. Exactly right. <laughs> so I immediately got up, got dressed, and went over to see her. <laughs> yeah, uh, because guess what? I am interested in making a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even have to find out why. Nope. If that, if that money's on the table, you're on your way. Yep. Uh, she basically, she needed, uh, business cards made for her new job. Oh. And so, uh, she had me design business cards and then, uh, go get them printed because she needed them, uh, for this week. That's cool. So I made a hundred dollars yesterday nice. by making business cards for my mom. That's awesome. Yeah. And that is how I found out she had a new job. Uh, her, her first real job in 40 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Well, I wish her luck. Yeah, as do I. I wish you luck because what if the guy that owns the magic shop around the corner rents that space and holds it as a permanent game room? That has already been discussed. Are you serious? As a possibility. Oh my gosh. If, if my mom can't sell the shop, uh, as another beauty salon, then, uh, yes, the guy who owns the gaming store wants to buy the space oh, man. and use it as a game room. Oh, I, I thought that was like a worst case scenario. No, that, that has, that was discussed, uh, apparently the minute oh. my mom said that she was going to be closing the shop. Gosh. I hope that does not happen. I hope that does not happen either. Can you imagine? Like, it would all just be hanging out on the, like, little steps area yep. all the time. Yep. That's not happening. If if that happens, that is not happening. Right. Not if I'm around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. 
I will tell them they can all go hang out by their cars, but they will not be hanging out in my front door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Oh, yeah, it would. Oh, man. If anybody knows anything about cutting hair, yeah, please. There is a beauty salon for sale here yeah. in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Save please us. Please buy it. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I hope that works out. Yeah. So, uh, so I did that yesterday. And then I did something else that netted me a little bit of money. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, gathered up all of my Alan Moore comics. Most of <laughs> my Alan Moore comics. Yeah. And sold them to GameSwap. Wow. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know that we've talked about this on the show or not, but, uh, I can't remember. Alan Moore gave an interview a couple weeks ago, which he uh, declared was going to be one of his final interviews, in which he basically spent uh, a good portion of it just shitting all over Grant Morrison. Right. Which, you know, whatever. Those two have a feud. Fine. Yeah. He gives a fuck. Right. But the fact that, like, Alan Moore is clearly going out of his way to just shit all over Grant Morrison, and Grant Morrison is just sort of like, okay, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just shagging these dames. Right, yeah. My magic spell. <clears throat> but uh in addition to all that, uh to Alan Moore showing what just a horrible old curmudgeon he is, uh he has also publicly declared that uh anybody who is a fan of his that is also a fan of not only Grant Morrison's, but of uh, any modern comic <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> he would prefer they not be fans of his anymore. So as a service to him. So he that's what he wants. More than happy to oblige. Right. So I gathered up a good collection uh, of my uh, Alan Moore books that I owned. And, uh, yeah, took them down to the yeah. uh, the game swap and they bought them. What did you keep? Uh, I kept Swamp Thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, that actually took quite an effort to collect those. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> there, was, there was sweat put into getting my Swamp Things. <laughs> right. Uh, so they wouldn't buy them because of the sweat in the pages. Right, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. No, are you kidding? If I would have brought in a stack of Swamp Things to Matt Brassfield? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. If there's a guy <laughs> who can ignore sweaty, smelly objects, that's probably that guy. <laughs> Especially if it's about Swamp <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. If it's a monster, anything, and it smells like sweat, he'll probably still buy it. Uh, so I kept those. Um, I kept the Captain Britain uh, trades that I have oh, yeah. uh, that he wrote. Um, uh, and I kept a couple things because I didn't realize I had them, and I don't know where to find them. Uh, like uh, the complete Bo Jeffries saga. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I've got that somewhere. I don't know where it is, but I would have included that if I'd have known. Right. In your second round, maybe. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, I kept... Um, uh, there was, like, two issues of the new Spirit Avenger Adventures. Oh, he did that, some that of those. He wrote some of those. Hmm. So I, I kept those because I didn't want to break up that run. Right. Maybe, or right. A short story in them. Yeah, because it was, like, three stories in each one or something. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and other than him, like doing a like a introduction in books or whatever, like yeah, that's yeah, pretty much wow. it. Yeah. It's impressive. I maybe I subconsciously uh, knew it was coming because uh, 
I sold a bunch of my Alan Moore stuff yeah. um, just a couple months ago. Uh, I did keep all of my From Hells, and I kept my Watchmen trade paperback. Yeah. But I sold all my single issues yeah. of Watchmen. Um, I sold my Watchmen trade. I sold V for Vendetta. Wow. Uh, from Hell. Um, did you have From Hell? What, what I had the, uh, the giant ass uh, library book edition. You yeah. didn't have the hardcover, did you? No, no, oh. it was the, the, the paperback. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I, would have, I would have traded you something for the hardcover. No, no. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I also kept the two issues of Vigilante that he wrote. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but I, did, I got rid of uh, the uh, Superman annual that he wrote, the uh, Man Who Has Everything. Yeah. And then uh, Whatever Happened to the uh, Man of Tomorrow. I got rid of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be happier now that he can tell that we've both got rid of some of his books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just needed the money. That was, oh, bef- yeah. that was before. Oh, I needed the money too. Right. Yeah. I mean, not as badly as you, but uh, you know, it, it got put to good use. I definitely like hearing about that. Definitely made me think I probably wouldn't buy anything else that he does from right. now on. Like I couldn't imagine. Something that he would do that I'd be interested in, right? At this point, like uh, you know, like uh, the before this thing happened, like I had placed my order for March for from my comic shop, and uh, there was a new uh, Captain Nemo hardcover coming out, and I'd gotten the previous one, and uh, I liked League of Extraordinary Gentlemen stuff, and yeah. uh, so I ordered it, and then uh, like once that whole thing happened, I dropped it from my order, nice, and also sold all of my League of Extraordinary Gentlemen stuff, nice. And you went out and bought uh, all of the film adaptations of his work? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought about that. It's like, yeah, what would piss him off more if I, if I, uh, if you kept him <laughs> or got rid of him? Yeah. Yeah, he, unfortunately, he'll probably never listen to this show. So. Well, <laughs> but if you, but, uh, whichever it is, if you are listening to Alan Moore, whichever version of that story would piss you off more, that's what he did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as it is, I only own a copy of V for Vendetta on, uh, on DVD. So yeah. I don't have Watchmen. I don't have From Hell. I don't have League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, I've never owned any of his any of the movies based on this, this stuff. Uh, I really like a couple of them. Right. But, but uh, I do have the uh, Justice League DVDs, and there was uh, an adaptation of uh, For the Man Who Has Everything in one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. So I kept that. Are you going to buy that uh, Grant Morrison thing you were telling me about? The uh, uh, based on the Charlton characters. Oh, whenever that comes out, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was gonna do that anyway, just because. Uh, that sounds awesome. It's Grant Morrison. He's so good. Yeah, Frank Quietly is drawing that. Too. I mean, he's no Alan Moore, but he's right. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah. We have uh, Frank Quietly is drawing the uh, the Charlton character uh, chapter of that. So, yeah. aren't, aren't they working on something else together, Quietly and Morrison? Because I, I, I remember when. Uh, Back when they announced that Quietly was going to be drawing Jupiter's Legacy, mm-hmm. um, they also announced that he was working on something with Grant Morrison. He was, he was like literally, it was an interview with him, and he said he had both pages in his studio, and he was alternating between working on them. It was probably the Pax Americana, or whatever it was called. What was that? Pax Americana. I don't know if I saw that. That was the, it's the Grant Morrison Charlton Hero thing. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. so it's not out yet. No, okay. yeah, there's been no news about it. Yeah. I think, like, two years ago, there was, like, some panels that were revealed with just pencils. Right. 
Did you read Jupiter's Legacy? No. <laughs> Fuck no. Do you know? Do you happen to know how many issues they've had? Uh, I think there's at least four. Okay. Because yeah. I, I mean, I bought the first one when I was still at Mavericks, and that was probably like June or July. Right. So yeah. Yeah, but, maybe only three then. I don't wow. know. Because yeah, they're slow. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But also, fuck Mark Miller. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan at all of Mark Miller, but um, it, it was definitely the best thing I've read by him. And to top it off, there was some awesome quietly art on it. Oh yeah, the art's great, but uh, like you know, it's just not enough to get me there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I don't think I would buy any more of them, but if there's a trade, I would library rent it. Uh, right. Right. Borrow it. I guess is the word. Yeah. Um, I know they Grant Morrison announced a uh, book from Image coming out. Ooh. Uh, that uh, fuck's sake, I can't remember the name of it again. Oh, and I just read it today. <laughs> ah, fuck. Oh well. Do you know who's drawing? Uh, Chris Burnham. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It's uh, apparently a horror comic of some sort. So. Sweet. Yeah. Excited about that. Uh, um. Yeah. Hmm. Comics. Comic books. Oh, I forget to look at that Superman uh, fan story. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to look at that. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> 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 uh, I haven't I haven't read any other comics recently. Uh, I don't believe. I've read a handful of things, just, uh, you know. Issues of X Men, or I've uh, been kind of reading through the Batman Black and White series. Um, yeah, for the most part, um, yeah, yeah, not either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what? Oh no, I was gonna say I thought I read a comic this week. It was the Beatles going. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. All right. Um, it was terrible. <laughs> the end. Uh. <clears throat> Uh, I felt like there was uh, something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, comic related, maybe. Ooh, any, any exciting news? Did anybody else blow up? Um, yeah, I can't really. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I actually, I actually did buy a comic. Oh, you know how I've I told you I've only bought like. Four comics since I quit. Right. Um, but I think it's going to be my next pick, so I can't tell you what it is. Okay. Right. But uh, I had a gift certificate from Christmas for half price books, mm-hmm. and I went out there and uh, and uh, bought a book. So I did buy a comic. Cool. It's awesome. Cute. It's a secret comic. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nothing else too excited. Yeah. Um, Just uh, watching things on TV. Mm. Well, not necessarily on TV, but, you know, things. Mm. You know, things. Yeah. Secret things. Uh, Caught up on Sherlock this past week. Oh, yeah, there's a new one coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen was talking about that. Yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of Kathleen. Ooh. You'll be very disappointed with her. Oh, I probably am. <laughs> um, we went to, well, you know, first of all, we went to Yellow Springs for lunch today. Uh-huh. So you're already disappointed right. both of us. I'm I sure. already know that you went to Dark Star. Yeah. But do you know that on the way when we were walking to Dark Star, there was a dude outside playing an accordion? 
For money? Of course. And she gave him a dollar. I I figured you would be ready to sit with that. <laughs> she put it in his little accordion case that was down there by his feet. <laughs> You're going to have to have a talk with her. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. He wasn't bad. <laughs> for your... I mean, I mean, it was like, what, 20, 20 or 30 degrees outside in the accordion... Right. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an accordion player uh, in Yellow Springs. I've seen plenty of guitar players and drummers and whatnot, but that was that was the first for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've dwindled. We we have dwindled. Yeah. yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah, I've got nothing exciting going on really. All right, so nothing uh, worth talking about. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick a movie. I like movies. Yeah, I do too. You may hate this one. Oh, this may be your very first veto. Oh, I can't imagine. I can. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a backup. Okay, just in case. I I specifically thought. Of two movies. Wow. So because you, you're... I am confident that you will veto this one. Really? Yes. Because I already know that it's a terrible movie. Oh. But I can't fight that I still want to see it just out of morbid, morbid curiosity. Oh, so you, you know, you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. But you know that it's going to be terrible. Yes. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out if you would be interested in seeing this with me. Ooh. Uh, My interest is... Like I said, I'm fairly confident you might veto this. I've never vetoed. I know you haven't. I will be surprised if you don't. No. But you might not. I don't know. I don't know. This is... I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I'm okay at building tension. (laughs) So the movie that I kind of want to pick is The Spirit. Vito. (laughs) I thought thought you were going to say irreversible. I didn't know you were going to go way more degrading. <laughs> uh, I have seen your version. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan, but it's not a bad movie. But, yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, 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 you kind of want to see, I kind of want to see the spirit, but you're vetoing. I'm, I'm actually going to veto. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, like I, I said, like, like fairly confident you were yeah, going to. I, I didn't, I couldn't imagine what it was, but but that is the one movie I'm sure I never want to see. Yeah. <laughs> not even if uh, Joe G was going to join us? Especially. Not if Joe G was going to join us. Oh. Okay, that's fine. I, I had a backup. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. Like I said. I feel bad because I never wanted to veto, but that is, yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I was pretty confident <laughs> this was going to happen. 
So I got my backup, and uh, so <laughs> the uh, my my secondary pick is going to be a pick anyway eventually. Right. Uh, is Solomon Kane. Ooh, I want to see that. All right. Yeah. That's, is that a Robert E. Howard thing? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. His other thing that he ever did. <laughs> right. Brian John Mitchell will probably be excited. I'm sure he will. And I'm yeah. sure he'll be there to point out all of our fallacies as we talk about it. Is, is that a dick joke? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would Joe G join us for that? Uh, no. Oh, so it was just the spirit? Yeah. He wants to see the spirit? We were talking about it last week, and uh, we both realized that we had a very morbid curiosity to see it. So maybe there might be a special uh, Gutter Trash episode of just me and Joe G. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you never know. I might go out of town sometime this year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll listen to the episode. Sure. But I won't watch them. Like I said, yeah, kind of figured this might happen. So. And I'm not just, I did not just pick it just so that you would use a veto. Right. Like, I kind of want to see that movie. All right. I That's know so it's going to be fucking awful. Yeah. I know it is. <laughs> you know, what's weird it, is I, like a week or so ago, I thought of telling you, like, hey, why don't we just make it a new rule where we, none of us ever veto anything? Like, I seriously thought about saying that because, <laughs> because I was like... Because I, I know there's a couple things I could probably pick that you'd be like, oh, that sounds terrible. I'm going to veto. Right. But I was like, there's nothing that I would ever veto. So I'm so glad we didn't have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Solomon Kane. Solomon Kane. Have you seen that? I have not. Me neither. Yeah. I've held it in my hands before. It's all on Netflix. Yeah. So. so you've held it. In your virtual hands. Uh, I have. You're virtually held it in your regular hands. Yes. Either either one of those. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. Excited. All right. <laughs> uh, then that is it. Oh. Well, okay. we were going to, like I mentioned before, like maybe we'd have a contest this time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think of it until, okay, then. until moments ago. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How about the first person who isn't one of our friends okay. who writes in, and if you think you might be one of our friends, go ahead and write in, but if you're not, <laughs> if you're not positive, because we might not consider you a friend, so, um, in, in which case you would win. Um, the first person to write in, um, with, with the, uh, the secret code of Coco Beware, um, you have to email the word Coco Beware to either Eric or me. Right. Our emails are on there. I will draw you a portrait of the beetle of your choice Ooh. and send it to you. Nice. In the mail for free. Yeah. All right. It'll be small because okay. I'm doing a series of, I'm doing something called little portraits and they're all like, you know, three and a half by three and a half basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're small. Don't expect like a wall scroll here. Right. But I will do it for the first person who uh, emails and, you know, and I know Coco Beware was never a beetle, so you could include your beetle's name, and you don't have to like differentiate which one is the code word and which is your favorite beetle, because I'll, I'll know. <laughs> there was that short time <laughs> where Paul McCartney left and was replaced as a bass player by Coco Beware. <laughs> it's true, but he's not on any album. No, yeah. So yeah. I would know. He just played a couple live bass, yeah, and yeah. they all made up. Yep. Right, Frankie the Bird, did a, he sang the Blackbird song. It was great. <laughs> All right, so that will be a contest that no one wins. Okay, but uh, if you feel like winning it, 
go ahead and do it. All right. Uh, I I hope someone does. Yeah. Because because that means someone's listening. Right. Because uh, apparently nobody listens to the stupid sexy podcast. Oh. Because you had a contest that we had a contest that nobody has entered or won. Oh. Free stuff is just sitting around. Free stuff. You know who's gonna win that contest? My co-host. Because I already told her that if nobody, maybe she's. Oh, maybe she's putting the word out there. Got a campaign going to not <laughs> right. let people win. Maybe that's what that dollar was going into the uh, recording guys fund. <laughs> maybe he was gonna he was gonna try to win. Because <laughs> words were exchanged and I didn't pick up what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe she told could him. Be, could be. Lay off. Uh, she's a lay off accordion boy. Oh God. <clears throat> she's fired. Yeah. Of course. All right. So, yeah, contest. That sounds cool. Yeah, uh, sure. Why I, I hope someone wins. Me too. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't mind drawing a beetle. Yeah. So, yeah, email... Uh, preferably email Jason, because he is the one that uh, is going to be drawing that. Jason at guttertrash. Jason at guttertrash.net. Dot net. Uh, or you can email me, es at guttertrash.net. And uh, I will pass that along to Jason if you do to me. Sweet. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. Beetle drawn. Yeah. Coco beware. Coco beware. It's the good word. Yes. To to know that you were listening. Yes. You know, if someone if one of your friends tells you about this, you're not gonna win. No. You have to know the Coco beware. You don't have to spell it right. No, yeah. Because I don't even know how the how that's spelled. Nah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I got an idea, but I don't know if it's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Okay then. Good night, everybody. Alright, good night. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>